You know, there's a lot of content out there on the internet. People are constantly putting out new videos, new photos, new blogs all the time, trying to reach their audience. But the reality of it is, when you put out content and don't have a solid strategy, or at least a brand set up for your business, all you're doing is putting out stuff that doesn't play into the grand scheme of your marketing. Today on Watch Time, we're going to talk to marketing expert Pete Baca from 360 Marketing and discuss how to align your message and make sure you're staying consistent with your brand across all the content you're putting out. Stick around. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional with Flex Media's Kathy Zip and Bill Barona. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Watch Time here. We are actually doing one of our guest podcasts today, um, but since we have the whole corona thing going on, we're actually recording from three different locations. So today we're really excited. Um, we have Pete Baca here. He is the president of 360 Marketing. And 360 Marketing is a full-service marketing and communications agency in Cleveland. And Pete actually has more than 25 years of marketing, communications, promotions, and sales experience working with small and mid-sized organizations to large Fortune 500 companies throughout Cleveland. So we're really excited to have him today to talk about Um, you know, we always talk about having a message in your video and and getting your message down first. So he's going to talk a little bit more about how to refine your message and just share some general marketing tips as well. So Pete, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And as with all of our guests, we like to have a little bit of fun and drink a craft beer if you're Um, If you're listening and you are in a safe location, um, maybe at home during these times, since all the bars here are closed in Ohio, we encourage you to have a drink along with us. But um, Pete, what is, what's one of your favorite craft beers locally or otherwise, what do you like to drink? Oh man. Well, if it's not a a bourbon on the rocks or perhaps a scotch, um, my Cleveland has awesome breweries in Northeast Ohio. There's so many great choices, so many great breweries and restaurants and pubs. Can't wait for them to be back open again, of course. But I have uh, two favorites, really. My number one favorite is from a group here called Market Garden, and it's the Progress Pilsner. Great, light, crisp drink. Um, it's consistently good each time, not too heavy, has enough little bite. Um, one of my favorites, if not the favorite. And uh, the second one I like most is uh, Collision Ben's Lake Erie Sunset. It's a wheat beer. Um, with a little bit of citrus in it, but it's not overpowering wheat. And um, it's one of my favorites too. So we're really excited to talk to you today. Um, I thought maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit more about 360 marketing and then what you love about marketing in general. I mean, you've made you know a wonderful career out of it. And I understand your, your dad was in marketing too. Yeah. So um, the whole family's involved with marketing at some point. My father had an agency back in the 70s and 80s. And, um, you know, that was before computers. And at the time he was getting ready to retire was when the uh, computers were getting involved with graphic design. So all everything that he did was hand drawn and hand illustrated. So he actually had a fine arts degree from uh, Cleveland Institute of Art. So it's always been in the family. My uh, sister uh, has been in food service marketing for 40 years down in Memphis. And uh, I also have another sister who's a company up here who's in the trade show and exhibit business. So it runs deep in our veins. What do you love most about it? Oh, I love the challenge of solving a customer's problem. So, you know, my favorite part of marketing is, is saying, well, we've got a new product to launch or we've got a new 
brand to get out there and really getting into the specifics on how is that going to work? What are you going to say? Um, creating a program, managing a budget, and really taking a project from start to finish. And there's nothing more rewarding than when something launches and the customer likes it and it's actually effective. I was just curious, Pete, I think a lot of people that we work with, and I'm sure you work with, don't really understand how important it is to actually understand what your message is. Can you talk a little bit about how key your message is to marketing? Yeah, it's very key to to marketing. And here, one of the reasons why my company is named 360 is that all the things that you do affect your brand, right? Everything from how accounting works to how sales works to how IT works. It's that interaction with your customers and your vendors that uh, really creates the brand. So what I figured out in 25 years of marketing here is that um, everybody has good quality and everybody has great service and everybody has um, you know, top-notch associates and they're educated and they have experience. But what you really have to do in marketing is you really have to differentiate yourself for your product offering. So you really want to find that what makes you unique, what makes you different in your product offering? Is it a value proposition? Is it a quality proposition? Is it an experience proposition? And once you work with your client to sort of figure that out, um, then you start developing your message out of what makes them different, unique, what gives them that competitive advantage. That's the most important part. So what I understand you, you have a process, you have your 4d process to kind of help clients figure out what their message is. Can you kind of tell us about that? Yeah. So, I mean, most agencies have a process and ours isn't that much different than other agencies, but the reality is you still have to follow that process. You can say you have one, but actually doing it is important. So in the very first part of marketing, we call it our discovery phase. In the discovery phase, we really try to identify that uniqueness for that client, understanding their competitive landscape, understanding their strengths, understanding where they're vulnerable, understanding where they have opportunity. And at that point, we really sort of figure out what it is that that client potentially has to say and what their advantage is in the market. Uh, the three others that follow behind that are the development stage, which is where you actually develop the plan. You work with your client to figure out budget. You figure out your, your vehicles, the mediums you're going to use. You create your graphics. You create your, your uh, messaging. Um, and then after developing it, you deploy it, which means you actually take those things out and you use them. And whether it's launching a video or whether it's social media or building a website, that's that um, deploy phase. And then the very end is um, the decide phase. And the decide phase is keep what's working. Uh, remove what's not and adjust what needs to get adjusted. And, um, you know, if you kind of follow that sort of magic process, um, it keeps your client on track and it keeps you valuable to them. One of the things you talked about, like video as a vehicle, and I think that's an important thing to touch on because I feel like I we get a lot of people that come to us thinking that video is a marketing strategy. They go, well, I need a video. And can you talk to a little bit about, you know, the difference between video and even graphics or anything like that as a vehicle versus an actual strategy and maybe what goes into that? Yeah. So to me, I mean, video is, it can be a strategy on how to go to market, but the reality is you have to come up with an overall plan and video would be part of that plan. So, and social media would be part of that plan. And one of the reasons why you'd want to work with a full service agency is because the full service agency is going to help you get that message across on multiple platforms. So if you create a message platform, which is one of our number one deliverables, that messaging then can be built into all the other vehicles that you're going to use. So you have the same message that comes out in video as you would in social media, as you would in a brochure, as you would in photography or any of those other vehicles. It's very important to have somebody um, be that key component um, or that management of what is the overall message you're trying to get across. We have this uh, philosophy, and I've blogged about this before, which I just basically call it the marketing rule of five. Think of your fist as content 
And when you open your hand, you have five fingers. That means you should be taking that content out five different ways. And it should be consistent in each one of those ways. And I know when you talked about the message platform, like that is like literally you get, you know, the uniqueness and all the different um, themes maybe about the company you get, you kind of get the whole message on one paper, on one document, and then you're always referring back to it, no matter what piece of content um, you're putting out. And I, I think that would probably be a great thing for companies to keep in mind because then you're always going back to, you know, once you develop your message platform, like that is a tool for you to use through all your different marketing platforms. Yeah, you're 100% correct, Kathy. Um, the reality behind that is, you know, branding really evolves from hearing it over and over and over. And I use the analogy that, that marketing is death by a thousand cuts or branding is a death by a thousand cuts. So if someone hears one message by reading an article, and they hear that same message by listening to uh, a video or watching a video or listening to a podcast or seeing it on social media, then at some point, those multiple touches of the same message becomes, it clicks in their head and it says, oh my gosh, you're right. That company is the best at this or offers the best value. So yes, it all adds up. And um, the more consistent you can be across multiple platforms um, is generally more effective. Can you give some examples of maybe repurposing content? I feel like a lot of people write a blog and they think, okay, well, now I wrote a blog topic. So, you know, now I have to come up with another topic and maybe not realizing what else they can do with that. Yeah. So um, the answer to that is it depends. It depends on what the product is. It depends on who their target market is, who they're trying to reach. It also depends on if it's an existing customer base that you're going after or if it's you're going after a, a prospect. Um, a lot of companies will just communicate with their, their uh, customers, and that may be good enough because the largest opportunity is growing the existing base. Whereas if you're a startup and you have, don't have that big, large customer base, you might be more interested in getting a message out to prospects. So to answer your question, yes, you need to be consistent across all platforms. Um, and the answer is it depends on what you're going after. Um, I wanted to touch back to a little bit on your decide phase. I know, you know, clients will ask, well, how do I know if something's working or, you know, how do I know what, you know, what strategy to use or, you know, should I post a video that looks like this or, you know, just kind of trying to decide what's working. So can you talk about the decide phase a little bit and testing and kind of experimenting with things maybe to kind of see what works? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Well, so that's the that's the magic in marketing, right? I mean, people want to know if they're going to spend money, are they going to get something out of it? What we found in working with our client base is that there's no there's no one thing, and I always say there's no one silver bullet in marketing that's going to get it done. But what we find is that it takes a while to get some traction with the things that you put out. So let's say you start an email campaign. You know, you're going to have to put that email campaign out a couple of times before people start regular uh, recognizing that they have um, you know, that you have an email newsletter. And so, you know, same thing with you'll see like people that work directly with as retail. Let's say you're working with a chiropractor or you're working with a, a dentist. They want immediate results with industrial clients and commercial clients. Um, their length of sale is a lot longer than maybe more like a retail type client. So you know, the sales cycle and selling a, a million dollar piece of equipment might take a year or more. Whereas if you're a chiropractor, you can't wait a year to get somebody. So the answer to your question is you can measure most things in marketing. Um, I always have always said that you can measure about 75% of the things that you do in marketing. You can measure clicks, you can measure open rates, you can measure eyeballs on websites. Um, but it's not just actually measuring the numbers. It's how effective are your campaigns. 
So even if you clicked on a link to get to someone's website, does the website have a good call to action? Are you capturing those people that are looking at your website? So even it can be misleading, um, but the takeaway from this is yes, you can me measure most things, um, but the numbers can be misleading. It's really about um, the long-term patience of a client to be able to make sure that their brand gets out there. So when that client does have that need, it rings in their head. So just in general, Pete, do you ever see like common mistakes that people make when it comes to marketing or do you have like any general tips for advice for um, companies when it comes to their marketing efforts? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we target small to mid-sized companies, someone, and I, I prefer to work with a marketing department of one, which means that a client may know they need to do some marketing, but don't know exactly what to do. So they want to get help from a professional. What the mistakes are is a lot of people think they can do their own marketing or be as good uh, just as themselves. When the reality is you may put something out that might not be as effective or it may take you longer to get something done because you, you think you're saving some money. But the reality is, is get a professional to help you. And there's a lot of professionals out there that um, are not super expensive and it would actually be cheaper for you in the, in the long run. Now we go after clients that um, maybe don't necessarily want to hire a full-time employee for marketing where they can just hire us to um, quote unquote, pay for what you need marketing. So if it's just a matter of media relations, you pay for that. If it's a website, you pay for that. So I just think that the biggest mistake, well, there's two mistakes. One, the biggest mistake is them trying to think they can do it themselves and you will learn and you'll get to it and they'll probably be good at it at some point, but there's a time um, element in this is that it may take you a long time to be effective. So the other mistake that clients um, fall into is that the marketing effects are gonna be immediate and they really aren't. I mean, it takes a while to get good traction. You have to be patient. You have to give it a few months to really kind of see some stuff. If your client is impatient, then uh, it puts a lot of stress on, on both of you and immediate results just don't happen. Um, you know, there are things that happen faster than others. You know, social media is a pretty quick marketing vehicle, um, especially if you're putting content out there like video, uh, which is very important for social, by the way. But yeah, being, uh, being, Anticipating things happening too fast uh, is certainly a second mistake. I think that's really great what you're talking about. I, I think in terms of anticipating things happening quickly, and I feel like uh, that's one of the things that I'm constantly seeing whenever I'm looking online or if I'm talking to people when we produce videos is they'll put the video out and it's the immediate thing is, well, why after a week don't I have, you know, a million views or we get a lot of people that come to us and they want to create YouTube channels and their their thing is, well, I just want to make five videos and throw them up on YouTube. And I, I think it's great that you're talking about how it does take time because I don't think people realize how long term of a strategy a lot of this stuff is. And can you maybe even talk about that a little bit more just in terms of like, I think marketing in general, there's like no short term walk in, you know, and just basically get you a ton of business within, you know, a week type deal. Yeah, no silver yeah. bullet. <laughs> Yeah, there again, you know, there is no silver bullet in this. And if the expectation is that it's immediate, then that should be a red flag to you trying to sell to your client. Um, I've seen it time and time again where you get hired and, you know, you do some work for three months, six months and nothing's happened. Well, it should be no surprise. And if you're, uh, you know, if you're a um, um, the agency, then you have to have that frank discussion up front and get them to buy into the fact that this is going to take some time. You're going to have to figure out what your message is. You're going to have to really put some thought into it and allocate budget for it. So um, yeah, no silver bullet. Um, these things do take time and you want to pick an agency that's responsive to you. So, you know, what I find within the agency world here in town, there's sort of this, 
two or three tier type type agencies. There's a large big agencies that um, have staff of 100 or 200 people and, or 50 people, let's say, and they do a great job. They've got a lot of people on the accounts, but it's very, very expensive. Uh, if you have the, the budget for that, then great, you know, go for it. They're going to be able to do that. But not everybody has the, that type of budget. So there's this sort of mid-range agency, if you will. And that's kind of where I think I fall in the place where you get the senior level experience. We work with about 10 different freelancers in a lot of different areas. We've got writers and video and photography. We've got graphic design. We've got web developers. We have social people. Um, and I bring those people on as needed so I can keep my low, overhead low. Uh, and that way we can be more effective with our clients. So you get this senior level of experience, but you don't have to pay a whole lot to get that. And then there's also the freelance level, right? I mean, you can hire someone just to write you a press release, or you can hire someone to just do some market research, but how does that fit into your overall plan? And, and what they're doing, is that going to satisfy the overall message? So to your point, Bill, when you have a video company such as yourself and you do excellent work and you've done excellent work with me, but really tying into that overall branding strategy and that overall branding effort, whether it's through me or your client is so important to just place a video online and feel good about it is not going to get you. There. Some of our listeners, we do have people that are mid-market that are looking for uh, like a marketing department of one. They're looking for people, but also we have a lot of small business owners that might be like your mom and pop shops that are trying to kind of get their foot in the door in terms of how to do some marketing. Are there any tips that you would have for maybe a small business owner, things that they can do maybe without even hiring an agency, they could just start doing now to kind of improve their message or at least their efforts? Um, yeah. So my advice to the small business or the startup, and we've worked with plenty of them, um, and we're not, you know, our, our ideal client is someone that we work with consistently over time, because the more consistently you work with somebody over time, the better results you're going to get. But we'll certainly do project work. Um, but the advice I would have to a small business is really understand your competitive advantage in the marketplace. It's not good enough to just say we're smart or we give good service or we have high quality. You really have to figure out what makes you different among the competition. Is it price? Is it experience? Is it your location? Is it that you have more services to offer for the same amount of money? That uniqueness is the number one thing that you have to sort out um, to be able to be competitive and really win over, over your competitors and what you're offering. I think that's great advice. And I really think that smaller businesses aren't thinking about it. It's just like if you're a, um, you know, if you're a coffee shop, we make coffee. But I think, like you said, like actually looking at, well, are you closer to downtown or are you on somebody's route going to downtown? Or, you know, do you provide multiple types of coffee versus just two types of coffee? So things like that, I think, are like really great considerations for them to look into. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, if you're a pizza shop, you want to sell pizza, right? So you have to figure out you have to compete with not only the large chains, but also the other local competitors. So you have to figure out what's going to make you different. Is it a faster delivery service? Is it a different kind of dough? Is it organic sauce? Is it different toppings? Um, all those things are going to be whatever you do differently. And if you don't have anything differently, you need to figure out what you do differently or figure out something to do differently uh, to make you get that competitive advantage. Otherwise, you become the me too with everyone else. And then one other thing, too, I just wanted to get your opinion on, I think, for people that are listening, if if you do have a small business or even like a uh, like a midsize company that maybe has a marketing department of one, uh, is there one or maybe two things that in terms of like channels they should be using? Like if should they maybe just be if they can only do one thing, should they just be writing blogs? Should they be on social media or, you know, or if they have the ability to do two things should be social media blogs or maybe actual print marketing? Is there something they should kind of be looking into more? 
Yeah, so today technology is really driving a lot of the marketing, as you can imagine. Um, the answer to that is going to be depends. If you're more of a retail type client and you're trying to go after like general public, then yeah, social media is a great way to do it. Um, or even, you know, finding some ways to play some ads on other people's websites. That's a great way to do that. But if you're an industrial company uh, and you're working with a, um, a different, very specific type of clientele, then you're going to want to find out who those people are so that you're not just getting it out to the general public. You're going to be much more specific. So like an email campaign for a company like that is a great start. That's a touch to a customer or a touch to a prospect where you can get your message out. You know, some of the research we found that clients, clients like email mostly out of being touched by their vendors or their suppliers it's to the tune of like over 80%. They want to be sent emails. So we know that that's a viable vehicle for industrial or B2B type area. Um, and you can purchase lists for prospects. You know, that's, that's a great vehicle on email campaign. Um, then, you know, you have other ones that, you know, um, might be real niche. You might want to find um, working with a, a publication in some type of industry trade or some type of trade magazine. So uh, we have a client right now that's in the cannabis industry and there are only so many states that offer um, cannabis either medically or recreationally for us to do a national campaign wouldn't make any sense. So we're being very specific on who we're getting our message out to, to help them with their um, offer in that industry. Pete, I was just going to ask, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we close out? Uh, no, I just, I appreciate the opportunity here. And I guess if there's any advice out there is um, shop around for, for a good agency. Um, what you'll see out there is you want a good full service agency. Um, there are a lot of people that will say that they are full service, but they're not. They may be good in digital. They may be good in visuals. They may be good in graphics, but you really want somebody that has experience in running programs, managing programs, managing budget, managing departments, and that have had the similar experience within your industries. I personally have a lot of experience in the industrial B2B marketplace, although I work with professional service companies and we also work with not-for-profits. Um, you just need to find someone that's experienced in that, that area and that's going to be the best for you. Right. And again, going back to how you were saying, you know, like it can be daunting um, if you are a, um, you know, a, a company with a marketing team, a person of, of one, like one marketing person. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, I have to produce all this stuff. How am I going to do all these different things? And that's when I think you really do have to weigh, you know, some people are, are hesitant to pay and think that they can just take it on, on themselves. But really, you're just setting yourself up for failure. But when, once you decide that maybe like professional marketing services could be helpful for your organization, um, and maybe people want to learn more about 360 marketing, how would they um, learn more and also get a hold of you? Okay. Um, to your point, I think the best advice to clients that are considering using some marketing is consider it an investment, not an expense. That way you'll see by working with somebody with experience in your market, in your, in your region, that they're going to help you to the best of their ability and all of their resources to get you what you need to get done. And don't just stop if it's not working within the first month or two. Recalibrate, take a look, uh, and know that it's a long-term long -term, uh, spend, but it's also an investment. So as far as getting a hold of me, the best way to reach me is to go on our website at 360mktgllc.com. And they can also uh, call us at 440-544-5448. Thanks a lot, Pete. We really appreciate you taking the time. I know, uh, especially with everything going on, I'm sure you're really busy with companies that are freaking out over this and trying to figure out how to get in front of it and still get their message across to everyone. So we really appreciate you taking the time to 
uh, talk with us. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Watch Time. We really appreciate all the people that have been downloading our episodes and giving feedback, but we still want to hear from you. So make sure to send us an email at info at flexmediacle.com and let us know what ideas you have for upcoming episodes or what you'd like to have answered on the podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, make sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. This way you can get notified the next time we put out another episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.